Good morning, listeners. I am so glad to be here. I am so happy to be breathing. Thank you for coming to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. I want to dedicate today's podcast to an old friend named Tracy. She's doing well. And I just was reminded that, you know, God brings certain people into our lives for a reason, for a season, Um, just hopefully not for treason, but God is in control. And it made me remember that every single person that we have ever met has been through God's doing. Ponder that, pun intended. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a new month. I've got new prayers. I've got new reading material. I've got a new attitude. This is the countdown week to Easter. Wow. What a beautiful holiday. And it is dedicated to our Lord for sure. Listen to this. (laughs) Many believers have been taught that nothing matters except what we think. Well, God designed us to be whole people. So our life in Christ deepens when it includes our entire being, spiritual, mental, and physical. You won't believe this, listeners. We're going to another level. It says posture can make a big difference in how we experience God. Think of the way that body language affects your conversations with others. Well, for that reason... We need to pay attention to the fact that kneeling or lying prostrate during prayer is important. Kneeling, lying on your stomach, or even gently turning your palms upward are all good options which are found throughout scripture. Now, Dr. Charles Stanley, one of my favorite teachers, is pointing these facts out. We are to take a few deep breaths, close our eyes, and ask God to meet us where we are right now. And when ready to move on, offer the following prayer that is adapted from Psalm 40. Pray with me. I wait patiently for you, Lord. Reach down to me and hear my cry. Set my feet on a rock, making my footsteps firm. Put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to you, my God. Many, Lord, are the wonders you've done. There is no one to compare with you. If I would declare and speak of them, 
they would be too numerous to count. I delight to do your will, my God. Your law is written within my heart. Amen. Listeners, especially this week, you have to remember or begin to remember that the Lord himself became human. He died on the cross, was resurrected, and ascended to the Father in a flesh and bones body. So we are to try to keep our body involved when we pray. I love it. I love it. Now, Dr. Stanley shares that he would go any place where he could be alone and stretch right out on the floor. It helped him eliminate distractions and to express his submission and reverence before God. So he suggests that we find a special way to humble ourselves in the presence of the Lord. And remember that God does care most about the position of your heart, but it's your body that can help you connect with him. Amen. Fasten your seat belt. We're in for a doozy today. A doozy of prayer to our Lord. Stay right there. Pray with me. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. Thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand. You know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know. But when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. And In Touch Magazine is encouraging us to be devoted to prayer and recommending that you read Colossians chapter 4. If you've ever wondered what the most important aspect of Christian life is, the answer is surprisingly simple. You are to make it your habit to spend time with God 
meditating on his word and praying. Notice that the key is to spend time with God. So we can check that off, listeners. Yay! It's easy to treat our prayers to him like a checklist where we rattle off requests for virtues like patience and wisdom or other things we want. Then we say amen and we expect him to answer instantly. If that is the extent of our prayer life, we're the ones missing out. We are to devote ourselves to prayer. And every time, listeners, we get on our knees, and I'm going to start incorporating that. When we get on our knees, we are doing business with God. But more than that, we're developing a relationship with the Almighty. And when we read and meditate on God's Word, He teaches us his character and shows us his heart. So please continue to set aside time and pick out a place to meet with the Lord. And he will be there. Oh, yes. And over time, you'll enjoy a deep, peaceful relationship with him that translates into a passion for obedience and a powerful witness to others. Amen. Amen. We are all a work in progress, but now (laughs) I've got to consider my posture. We're getting there. We're getting there. He wants us to kneel every time we pray or to lay prostrate. Wow. I'm into obedience, right? Amen. So now, from Christianity.com, let's just pray. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. It is hard to talk about God without talking about the cross. For every one of us, our salvation is only possible because of Jesus and the cross. And it is a glorious reminder of the price that Jesus paid for our salvation. When you consider the words and vivid language of the burden of our heart being rolled away, it will capture that moment when Jesus came and saved us. Amen. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And all the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. 
It's so easy to get distracted by what's happening in the world. We have a non-stop 24-hour news cycle and we walk around with the biggest distraction of all time, the cell phone listeners. With this much access to information, it truly can cause us to lose sight of what is most important. We are called to look into Jesus's face and discover that he is more important than all the surrounding things. You never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. (laughs) Amen, alleluia. There's some good contributors to Christianity.com. I'm staying with it. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to our God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. This almost reminds us that Jesus is with us all the time. And so often we run everywhere else before we run to Jesus. We are to be reminded that we are not only to run to Jesus, but that he is approachable. He sees us as friends and welcomes us into his presence. We should take full advantage of this invitation, which all too often we choose not to do. Amen. Grace is greater than our sin. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace is that grace that is greater than all our sin. We often think of the need for God's grace when we first come to Christ because it is by grace that you are saved. However, God's grace is something we are always going to need because we all fall short. The good news is his grace never falls short. It is there to cleanse us when we sin. And from the day we accept Christ as our savior until the day he calls us home, we are under God's grace. Listeners, Regardless of what you've done, his grace will always be greater than your sin. 
Amen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Here's something good. When we hear the word sin, we feel embarrassment, discomfort, or even shame. And there's a reason why. We weren't meant for sin or the negative consequences that come with it. To sin means to miss the mark. And it separates us from our Heavenly Father. The perfect union and harmony that Adam and Eve shared with him in the garden was lost the moment sin entered the picture. Today, countless people spend their whole life trying to fill that void. Only God's love and presence can adequately address the ache that sin causes. And that is why Jesus came to give his life as a ransom for many, to rescue us from the power of sin and death, and to reunite us with the one who loves us beyond all measure. If you've trusted in Jesus, you can rejoice because sin has already been defeated by his atoning sacrifice. And if you haven't yet made that decision, you need to know that he is waiting for you to open the door. I love it. Revelations chapter 3. Alleluia. Let's get ready to hear our whisper. And it's called Complete Reliance. This is God speaking. Don't worry when you fail or fall short. It will happen more often than you'd like. I use the overwhelming circumstances of your life to help you understand that you need to completely rely on me. I've given you special talents and abilities, but none of them can be adequately and fully utilized without my strength and power. You need me. I want you to realize that you can accomplish my purposes in your own strength. I never meant for you to travel through your life on your own. You were always meant to walk with me. My goal is to use your life to accomplish impossibilities, pointing others to me through the unbelievable works that I do through you. My desire is to have others stand in awe of your life, realizing that only I could perform the miracles that they witness in your life. Mm. 
I want you as well as others who look upon your life to realize that they need a savior. I want your life to be a trophy of my grace. However, to fully receive my grace, you need to seek me at all times and joyfully receive what I'm giving you. You need to surrender your will to mine and allow me to accomplish what only I can. All that you must do is walk in faith and receive my grace completely, relying on me each and every moment of your life. Amen. Oh my goodness, Cherie Hill, who are you? (laughs) Beautiful to hear God's words and to believe them. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. Amen. I think you need to rewind and hear those words again. Very, very, very piercing. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for yesterday. Thank you, Lord, for leading the way. Thank you for your tender care. Today and tomorrow, we know you'll be there. Thank you, Lord, for every plight. Thank you, Lord, it will turn out right. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, in every way. Amen. Amen. And from Pray More, I just love it when my heart is cracked open. I love these stories. Second Chronicles 20. I think I did read that one. Sorry. Because it was telling us your greatest weapons against fear and worry are prayer and praise. Yes, I remember. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. When there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Amen. Raising my hand, raising my hand. Jephthah's unrestrained vow cost him his beloved daughter. A better word choice would have produced a happier outcome as he came home from battle. Many times we feared the backlash of words spoken in zeal or anger. We can't pull them back in after they have been released. We can't pull them back in 
after they've been released, listeners. And the consequences of our words can be far-reaching, affecting family, affecting friends, and even strangers. Jesus said to the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. If fire dwells in the heart, then sparks will come out of the mouth. The urge is to respond, rebuke, or retaliate. And it's often stronger than our ability to hold the tongue. There's wisdom in a 10 second pause and to take a deep breath. Fear of the repercussions of hasty words should give us the courage to use restraint. Amen. Pray with me, Heavenly Father. Since we shall give an accounting for every careless word we speak, let our words reflect calm hearts filled with the love of Christ. Amen. Psalm 19, verse 19. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my impenetrable rock and my redeemer. There are three principal means of acquiring knowledge. Observation, reflection, and experimentation. And let's talk about that more tomorrow. I thank you, listeners, for coming to pray with me. I hate to run out of time on this podcast. I could just pray and share and pray and share. And there's just absolutely no way to gauge what God wants put forth in my podcast. He's all over me, listeners. And today, starting today, I'm going to always kneel or lay prostrate when I am praying to him. Going to make it in all ways. Lots of love to you. Continued blessings for you. Bye for now.